Today is Thursday, May 2nd, 2013, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and what does it mean when the Virgin Mary appears every single day? What does it mean when she speaks words to the world? What are the repercussions of that? What are the consequences of that? That's the purpose of Radio Wave, to come and to speak to you about this event that is more than monumental. It's a biblical proportions Radio Wave is not for idle chatter, it's not to speak useless words, but it's to bring into your home that direction which heaven feels is important to give to the world today. And so as we begin this broadcast, we ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. These days, these days of glory... These days of heroic action are the same days when Jesus walked the earth. An exaggeration, an embellishment, you would say so, you would think that, if you weren't into the messages. If you were into the messages and you prayed and you really grasped to the small degree we're able to grasp them, just a minute bit we're able to grasp them, you would say that's an understatement. You would say they're under-embellished. We've yet to see the manifestation of the fullness of what these messages mean, and we won't. Not in my lifetime, not in the next generation, not in the next generation, but until the last generation, the fulfillment the fullness of what they mean. In the Antichrist time, we will grasp them. And greater insights even into eternity after this life. You don't believe that? You don't accept that? Making too much of a fuss of that? Oh, you quote the church that says, even if that person is approved... It's not worthy, it only says and states it, it's worthy of belief, it's not necessary for salvation. The church is often used to pass over, to gloat over, or to excuse themselves of a call or a responsibility to answer that call. 
And yet it's Our Lady who said, as you've often heard it said here, I wish to give you messages as it has never been in the history of the world since its beginning. You think I'll overstate this? We're into the messages every day, all day. It's our life. Everywhere we go, we can't escape it. Everything we do, it stares us in the face. Just as much as when the twelve walked with Jesus, the apostles. And isn't it strange that Our Lady said today, And called us today that you may be my apostle, that you may be my apostles. And you think you can be a part time Medjugorje follower? You can be a part time reviewer of Our Lady? <clears throat> what competes with it? What keeps you from it? I have nothing to say to you. I can say nothing to you to convince you of these things. I was out talking to somebody today and I said, I don't want to sell you on the apparitions. I gave him a brochure. I ran into him. Somebody I know. And they're not Catholic. And they're not even a follower of this that goes on with Our Lady. And I said, I don't wish to make you believe in this. And I don't want to convince you of this in any way. So I won't say anything for that. What I will say, since you live here in town, come out July 1st or the 5th, when this girl's here. I don't have to convince her because I know what happens when people come. We've seen it. You've seen it. You witnessed this. You witnessed wondrous, wonderful, wondrous things. And conversion, of which Our Lady calls you to today. Sometimes we go the hard way in trying to pass on things that we believe. All we have to do is get people in front of Our Lady. Not to believe in her. Not to stop following her. Not to adopt everything she's saying. Just get them here in July. Get them there in Medjugorje. There's other ways to do it. They don't have to come here. Many have converted without. But to go to deeper conversion... For those who are introduced to Our Lady, it is a good thing to be in her presence. It is a good thing to be with Jesus. And sometimes a mother or a mother is easier to bring non-believers and people who can't believe to her than to her son. 
And don't worry about the naysayers. Oh, that's too much on Mary. Get somebody too much in Mary, they'll be too much later in Jesus. In the same degree. If you think that's too much. You can't love his mother enough. You can't be devoted to her enough without going into that of what your son's about. Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's May 2nd, 2013 message given to Mariana on the Day for Nonbelievers. Dear children, a new I call I am calling you to love and not to judge. My son, according to the will of the Heavenly Father, was among you to show you the way of salvation, to save you, and not to judge you. If you desire to follow my son, you will not judge, but love like your Heavenly Father loves you. And when it is the most difficult for you, when you are falling under the weight of the cross, do not despair. Do not judge. Instead, remember that you are loved and praise the Heavenly Father because of His love. My children, do not deviate from the way on which I am leading you. Do not recklessly walk into perdition. May prayer and fasting strengthen you so that you can live as the Heavenly Father would desire, that you may be my apostles of faith and love that your life may bless those whom you meet, that you may be one with the Heavenly Father and my Son. My children, that is the only truth, the truth that leads to your conversion, and then to the conversion of all those whom you meet, those who have not come to know my Son, all those who do not know what it means to love. My children, my Son gave you a gift of the shepherds, Take good care of them. Pray for them. Thank you. You got a question, Joan? No. <laughs> I thought you was going to ask me one of the message. A big message, a lot to say about it. At the same time, an incredible message. To me, it's so incredible that I didn't feel like I could get the writing out today. I didn't. We'll postpone it to tomorrow. I worked on it all day today. Isn't it strange to you that our ladies' messages on the, on the second of the month are getting longer? Our ladies' messages typically have, on the 25th, have been long, but they are shortening. But as we approach the time of fulfillment... And our lady is trying to reach those who she's been working with through us for years. And we've had the 25th in formation. We had the Thursday messages for the parishes formation. We had the intimacy of the years from 81, June to 1984 of our lady directly with the visionaries. Playing that out. The message was first for the visionaries, they believed. Then the parish thought it was for them. And then the parish realized it was for the world. Those in the world who from January 25th, 1987, would accept them, be formed by them, bring them into life, to transform them into life. Read every day, dear children, my messages and transform them into life. When she called for a community in 1988 here, it was already formed. Based on what was formed was family prayer here. 
Every community starts there, on the banks of the rivers, in Rome. They raised swine before there was even a concept of Rome. Start with a family. Start from there with other families. Turn into a village. Turn into Rome. Everything in its origin started small. Our Lady wants to convert the entire world, one person at a time, one family at a time, one village at a time. And through the villages, the nations will be healed. So she says, dear children, anew. What does that word mean? She said this many times before. She wants to revitalize, to renew Christianity. And what's the first things in Christianity? I call, I am calling you to love and not to judge. We don't know why people do certain things. And many people are following the trap like we can't judge anything by reading this. Our lady today is talking about people's intentions. And even people, what you see in their actions. There was a Somalia when the, the troops went into a Somalia, a Somalia and the rangers were attacking one block. And a Muslim by the name of Ali saw the rangers roping down out of the helicopters. They were going to the houses there where there were some mobsters, terrorists. The rangers got confused. They went in some of the wrong houses. He looked out of his dad's store, a candy store, selling hamburgers there. And they saw the rangers firing on a house next to his. His brother got caught up in the crossfire. They, he saw his brother get shot. He ran from there, down there to see him, missed all the bullets, wondered who these Americans were, what they were doing. They'd been feeding them, and all of a sudden they're doing this. He didn't understand it. How could somebody come and rob his neighborhood and do this and start spraying bullets all over the place? And they made a mistake, the rangers, in that. But then he goes in there and sees his friend and gets AK and he starts firing on the rangers. They go a couple blocks away, start shooting them. He shoots The ranger shoots one of his buddies because they see him as one of the terrorists. Both sides didn't realize and judge what the other one was doing. Neither one had bad intentions. Our American soldiers were for good purposes. The guy that was doing was terrorizing the Somalians. They were trying to get rid of him. Things went wrong. You can't judge what you see, even when you see it, as to what people's intents are, why they did it. We don't know. Jesus told the Pharisees, even prostitutes and thieves will enter the gates of heaven before you. We don't know why somebody's on the street. We don't know why somebody's stealing. We've got a right to judge them for the criminal activity and even punish that as a culture. We don't have the right to judge their heart why they end up the way it ended up. Some people are pushed into sin, not planning to do that. Some people are organically crippled by the way they were raised. Some people are raised in families that are war zones. They hated their situation. It spilled out into envy into others who had a good family. 
where it goes from there, the devil gets involved. They may do heinous things. They may end up in the most biggest debauchery, abomination of who they are and what they become or what they do and how they take this hatred out of the way they were raised and what they didn't have and what they're deficient in. And they're guilty of what they do, but will God judge them in condemnation to hell? We don't know. And that's reserved only for God because only He can trace the factors that led somebody to do what they do. Nobody else. That's what he's showing us. Everybody has demons in them and around them. And so it is when we see, we, we don't even know God destroyed Sodom. Everybody in it. It burned it up in a flash. We don't know if some of those people, though, didn't go through purgatory and made it to heaven. Nobody thinks about that. We can't make a judgment on why some of those people ended up where they ended up, the way they were raised that way, as little kids. Was the perversion brought on by these things? We don't know, and that's why you don't make a judgment. You can make a judgment. Don't put these things in the law. You can fight that, and we've got a right to do that. But why people are what they are, end up where they end up, is not for us to judge. We have to have certain behaviors. You shall not kill. We, we stop that. We penalize that as a culture. And we have to do that. And we have the authority of God to do that. We don't know why they end up that way. Or what's in the past that caused them to be that way. Was it James Dobson, who the, the, the guy was on death row, he brought to, what was the guy's name? Do you remember? Any of y'all remember that? It's Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. A horrible, heinous man. No God in him. This is what he's talking about today. He went and explained why he ended up doing what he did. And I won't go into the details because I don't want to be on radio wave. Horrible, horrible man. And James Dobson went through his whole life and others, and they prayed for him. This guy on death row converted to Jesus Christ because somebody showed him love and showed him truth, made him see where he came from. He ended up doing a video and taping before he was electrocuted in the, in the chair. I think he was electrocuted. And in this video, he told people why he became what he became. To teach people not to go that path. So, people have things and reasons why we don't know why they end up that way. Many people are alone in the dark. They won't let their guard down. They've got the curtains of the heart closed up. We can't see into it. Only God can. We don't see all the demons in them. And they all believe they're free. They believe they're independent. How many people on death row have been there? I know I read it years ago about some monks saw that this guy was on death row and they all began to pray for him. They did a serious crime, worthy of the death penalty. And they couldn't reach this guy. And he wouldn't come toward God at all. They never let up on him. Never let up on him. Never let up on them. They prayed and they prayed. They were allowed to go in the day of his death. And the man converted. He moved after a whole year of these monks working with him, praying for him, with one monk going to visit him. Show him love, show him I care for you. I care for you so. And these people say they're free, they don't need God. And he's come to show us how wrong 
You could be how wrong I could be. And there's a mountain of rubble of broken lives out there. Our Lady said, And when it's most difficult for you, when you're falling under the weight of the cross, do not despair. What does God teach us? What does Our Lady teach us? Just let go. Fall in love with the cross. Let the mountains roll. Be your Calvary. You can't look Our Lady in the eyes and see her goodness when you're in meditation with her and not be touched by that. If you follow her, you'll really become free. Demons in 
Do you feel your life sinking? Life is about to radically change. Man is always given signs before divine intervention. The woman of Revelation 12, the great sign warning the world, find salvation now. The mother of Christ, the great sign, appears daily to Medjugorje visionary Maria with a message. Without Jesus, you have no future. Come to Five Apparitions of Mary, July 1st through 5th at Caritas, Alabama. A 4th of July giving yourself, your family, and nation in consecration to the Virgin Mary, to Jesus, to heal the heart. Call 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000. See medj.com, that's M-E-J dot com, medj.com. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. I think it was on last week's Medjugorje show, the reading or the writing that um, was read was a pastor who was saying that uh, the one Bible verse that all non-believers know, all, all those atheists, all those who um, are always wanting to speak to Christians is, do not judge. And they do that to confirm their own ways, their own lifestyles or whatever. And so I would ask you to visualize a line drawn in the sand and we're on one side and we're facing these people on the other side of this line. And they, we could even imagine them saying, oh, so this woman that you're following, now even she says, do not judge. And I'd like you to respond to that accusation or their um, their statement by saying, in looking at what Our Lady's saying to us in this message, how would she want us to respond to them in, in using the same passage that they use for their own purposes? Well, Jesus, first of all, didn't come to the world to condemn it, nor judge it. He came to save it. That's different. We save the culture, save the society by having sane laws that permit or rather maybe that do not permit bad behavior. This is a given. We've got to have those kinds of judgments. The things that are that would deteriorate the culture, we've got a right to protect by law. Not to have that. That doesn't mean that there's a judgment because somebody comes before a judge of some crime they did that we have to judge the reasons for it. They may not be that guilty in front of God for what they get for the 10-year sentence. I mean, look at all the people uh, that's, that's addicted to drugs and things like that. What kind of home were they raised in? Can they help themselves? They're weak individuals, broken people. That's what we don't enter it. Same time, there has to be some kind of sanity that you can't allow certain things to happen. And that's where it's difficult for people and Christians to distinguish the two. You're not making judgment on that because you've got, you, you condemn the sin. And they do the same thing that you're talking about. Don't judge. They say, the second biggest thing is, is that um, love the sinner and, or, or love the sinner and hate the sin. 
No, people are loving the sinner and tolerating the sin. We don't have to tolerate sin. You need you don't love people if you don't tell them, hey, this is sinful. This is hurting you. This will bring depression so much that you'll be out there on the streets. This is going to hurt your soul. So there's no preserving salt. There's no preserving way of life in the culture today that tells people this is harmful to you. This is why you don't do this. This is going to destroy your marriage. This is going to destroy your life. This is going to scar you for the rest of your life. So we're timid in this, thinking we might be accused of judging, when we don't realize where the line is. The protection of the culture, the protection of your family, requires a lot of judgment. Life is one big judgment. Do you do this? you get this kind of job? Is this a good working environment? Should I not be here? Is this good for me? This is bad for me? I don't need to work here because this is bringing me down. You can go on and on with judgments. You've got to make judgments. It's a different thing entirely when you go over the line and start condemning the Connecticut shooter. As I read, one guy said, I hope he burns in hell. This is wrong. Doesn't matter how heinous, how wrong it was. Do you know how many people were on Prozac and drugs and is doing things now? Legal drugs, prescription drugs, antidepressants. The Virginia Tech killer. He was on Prozac, from what I understand, and what found out what research I found out. You come off of that stuff, and all that depression, you were in La La Land for that time, hit you all at one time. You can't take it. If he was caught alive, he should be penalized according to what the courts would say, even unto death. But at the same time, what God sees and why he did these things, we don't know those extraordinary circumstances. So I said, stay away from it. Don't go there, my dear children. Jesus came to save, and that's what we're here. We're called to save Hey, you can change your life. You don't want to go this path, this, this path, friend. Everybody needs somebody. You know, you're, you're, she said, be a grace. Be a blessing. So we got to realize that they may need to lean on you. There's people out there just are so crippled mentally, so crippled in the way they've been raised, so crippled in their perception, they're not strong enough to stand. People are out there can't even stand up to the wind as far as spiritually speaking. We're called to be a gentle hand in our witness. We're called to be wings for them and make them fly. And it doesn't matter who they are. Our Lady wants you to help and meet people. Help someone. And you know, we don't have to look that far. Our culture is completely built on that. And she's come for this intimacy with the visionaries then the parish, and then the world, us. And what's, what's the category after that? That's three categories. The visionaries were formed by Our Lady. She came to meet with them, to change them, give them new mentality, make them holy, make them apostles. Then the parish, the same thing. And then us, coming to Medjugorje, same thing. And the fourth category we're in, the message is getting longer, is for the non-believers. We have to be formed into apostleship to reach those souls who are unreachable, the Ted Bundys even. And the people who don't seem that lost, but who call us and say, I don't, I don't know what I'm living for anymore. John had a call this week that we have these people call. I don't have any purpose to life anymore. 
It may not be much time that they may need of us. And we don't have precious, we have precious little time. That's why we write. That's why we put out information because we can reach tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands, even millions. You say, oh, you're exaggerating the mission. No, 32 million people watched 2020. We were primarily responsible for the positive image that had. Even Barbara Walters and Hugh Downs the night before they saw it told the producer to call me and say, it's too positive, we need to be more objective. I said, it's a positive story, I'm not going to give you any more information. I had them over a barrel, and I knew that. I strategized that through the Holy Spirit, and it worked. The highest rated show up to that point, 32 million people saw it. One of the guys was a witness here from Birmingham, the, the uh, 411 operator getting his number across the nation, learned his number by heart. That's how many people called his house. I wanted to talk to him. So don't say we can't reach the numbers or we haven't reached the numbers here at this mission. We do. We see it all the time. And that's just one part, one little thing we've done. But blessed are the hands that give. Are they asking this mission to be my instruments, my witnesses to the world? She said it several times here in the field. She's given private messages for that. But you're no different. But are you applying yourself to that? Everybody needs somebody to lean on, no matter who they are. Everybody needs somebody to lean on When they're not strong enough When the winds of life blow cold A gentle hand to hold Can be the wings to help you rise above It doesn't matter It's not how big or small 
Love is measured every time you heal a broken heart When you do a little, when you do your part You give hope another day to Today's message from Our Lady, Our Lady speaks to us about this Father who loves us, and she's speaking to us about showing the way to salvation, to save us, not to judge us. Uh, you, um, the Heavenly Father who loves you, when you're falling under the weight of the cross, remember that you're loved and praise the Heavenly Father, etc., etc. Et Our Lady, in, in today's message, reveals something about, about God about the nature of our God in, in something that is more generous than what we would maybe picture him. But at the same time, though, in our salvation history, we have so many examples of when God has, has punished people, when he has eradicated a society, whenever he has exacted uh, revenge. I think the scripture says, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. So, so you have this element, but yet Our Lady is like revealing to us a different aspect of of our God. Where, where is that line between the two? It's the same God. God loves, and God chastises. God's admit, and, and actually, the definition of admonition is is a friendly reminder. Israel's full of friendly reminders of who is God and who is his servants, who's his people, who's his children. No father will spare the rod or spoil the children. But Mariana had a view in the beginning days of God's being this wrathful God coming down to do vengeance. And again, as I said earlier, Jesus didn't come to condemn, he came to save. The scriptures tells us this. The message is threaded with this. And yet we see something very profound in this message. And it's really the biggest thing, and it's really the atomic bomb of the message. And he says, May prayer and fasting strengthen you so that you can live as a Heavenly Father would desire. Is that it? No. But it leads up to it. She wants us to fast. She wants us to pray. So as to strengthen us to do what? So it can live a certain way. What is that way? That the Heavenly Father desires. And what is His desire? She goes on and says, That you may be my apostles of faith and love. 
who anew in the church 2,000 years ago were those who were the apostles of faith and love, those in the Colosseums. And through that, that your life may bless those whom you meet. They met people. They met people on the streets and in the Colosseum. But why does our lady continue to distinguish us, those who accept her and follow her, be they priest or laity, mostly laity? She keeps saying apostles. And yet, her messages in the second month repeatedly say, and speak of the shepherds, the gift of your shepherds in this message. But they Tom Obama, this whole message is incredible. When I read this this morning, I couldn't believe it. She says, my, son's, my son gave you the gift of the shepherds. Then she says this, take good care of them. We're the sheep. They're the shepherd. How could we ever be put in a position of taking good care of them? She didn't say take care of them. She said take good care of them. What does that mean? To be an apostle and then be saying take good care of them who's supposed to be taking care of us is a prophetic statement. You talked about God's admonishment, what He does. We know we're headed for purification. We know the religious were on the run in Mexico in 1927. Will you be hiding your bishop in your attic, your basement, your priest underground? Sounds like that to me. We already see hatred spewing out for religious and for the faith and for Christians. George Washington riding amongst his troops, the Indians kept shooting at him. Why? Because that's who you take down first. He even wrote his mother at the time, I think it was, that great miracles happened that when he was being shot at, that he even had bullets passed through his hat where his head was and, and passed out the other side. It didn't penetrate him. The Indians wanted to see him later and came up and said, we wanted to meet the man who we couldn't kill. They knew it was a divine nature. Something in that protection that came from, not from Washington, but something was over to protect him. And we are losing protection. And who's going to be taken down first? It's leaders. So where would the responsibility fall upon the laity? Daniel talks about the mass or the great sacrifice disappearing for three and a half years. Are we going to be approaching this? Is this going to happen? He was speaking this certainly in a prophetic way toward the end. My children, my, my, my children, my son gave you the gift of the shepherds. Take good care of them. This is a lot to meditate on. This is a lot to think about. Yes, as the song said, now it's a little scary learning how to fall. But when we fall, and until we fall, we can never resurrect upon the rubble. Where are we headed?
Gandhi said, I agree with Christ, but I never met a Christian who made me want to be one. For many, you may be the only Bible someone may see. Jesus' last words before ascending were, Go and be a witness to the ends of the earth. Many are turned away by we who are supposed to live light and silence, rather than going around just talking faith. The stars at night speak loud and clear, yet remain silent. Our homes and surroundings should do the same. That is the purpose of The Resting Place. From Birmingham, take 280 East. Turn left onto Shelby County Road 43. Six and one-half miles to The Resting Place at Caritas of Birmingham. A Christian store unlike any other. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. Well, that was a pretty complete answer. Um, so, so going going back to this, without not to deviate off the topic right now at the moment, but going back to this last statement, which you talked about taking good care of them. I mean, we we know what the history. I mean, do you really believe that that's going to take place like what happened in Mexico or or what's happening I think even now in China I believe uh, they're, in some places they're hiding their priests I think Iran and and uh, Indonesia and some of these other countries are, are doing something very similar to that I mean do you think that that's we can see that happening in a place maybe like China or Russia but in the United States do you think that's going to happen in Italy do you think that would happen I, I can't reconcile that our lady has repeatedly repeated in fact 22 times as she mentioned Apostles, and that was to us, primary lay people. She's building something up, and then on the other hand, she repeatedly talks about the shepherds at the end. Pray for your shepherds. Pray that they may not go astray. Pray for this, and and also this thing is about judgment. Not judge a lot of people judging this. Does there need to be a purification? We just saw the scandal appear. That's a purification. I believe there's other things that need to be purified out of the church right now. And because St. Paul says, I want to give you solid food, but I have to give you baby's milk, I can't even mention it. I know there's things in the church that if I brought it up, people would object to. But I believe and see it through the message, these things are going to be purified out. It won't be pleasant. No more than it was when it started 10 years ago, because there's other things besides that. The scourge of divorce. John Paul saying, America, stop the annulments. The marriage tribunals, they just dish us out like poker chips. We're just letting people get married without proper instructions. Six months and it's nothing. We go through two years of preparation for marriage for our couples here. They go through 10, 11, 54-day novenas continually. The prayer, they don't date, they courtship. We are the future we're on the window to how it's being done. I don't say that in arrogance. I say it in humility. I can't believe God's chosen us to do this, but He has. If you copy it, you'll divorce proof your children. It's not that they won't be underneath the weight of the cross and have problems, but you'll protect them. This is the way we're raising our children. We want to teach them the simple ways. 
Don't talk back to your mama. Did your chores do work? You can see even our two-year-olds, when we're working, start duplicating what we're doing. If the, if the moms are here or even the guys are here washing down the chairs for this last conference, I saw all the kids out there with rags running from one chair to the next. Two-year-old kids. Because they're with us all day. They're part of our life. They're not set off somewhere to some kind of child center or child care. You say, oh, you're hurting my feelings. I have to work. I have to do that. We've inherited culture. We have to do that. I understand that. I'm not condemning you for that, but I'm, and I'm not judging you for that. But we've allowed ourselves to get into that, and we need to get out of it. The action is wrong. The reason you're in it is another thing. We've fallen. And all that's going to crash. And it is a little scary. And we do have to learn to fall. But we need to raise our children. We need to raise ourselves first, changing ourselves to make an environment well, you'll be happy the way you're raised and you follow God in this way. He always wore those worn-out flip-flops Spent hours in his daddy's workshop He loved being on the water Fishing with his friends He always listened to the old folks When they tell stories and crack jokes Didn't talk back to his mama When she got on to him Just the way he was raised Had to finish all his chores Before he could go outside and play They always went to church That's where he learned how to pray And that's just the way he was raised Down to his shoulders Started hanging with the outcast When he went off to town Some called him a troublemaker Even some said a lawbreaker No matter how they talked about him, he never put nobody down. Cause that's just the way he was raised. When people start to gossip, he just walk away. He always loved his neighbor, no matter what. Oh, that's just the way he was raised 
Hill That long-haired boy was killed All our sins washed away When he walked out of that grave Oh, that's just the way he was raised There's no way we can measure The sacrifice he made He knew he had to die For our debt to be paid Oh, that's just the that the line in this message that really supports what you're saying um, when you say take good care of, of your shepherds when it says or when our lady said and when it is the most difficult for you when you are falling under the weight of the cross do not despair do not judge instead remember that you are loved and praise the heavenly father because of his love well there's lots of crosses people carry today you can have an illness you can have financial problems that bring you to despair. A lot of things bring you to despair where there's not any situation that you are judging somebody. Um, so for Our Lady to, to state in there, do not judge under the weight of the cross. Um, then support that we're looking at somebody who is putting us under the cross that would lead us to despair that we would still be cautioning, cautioned not to judge. And I have just finished reading the book, The Hiding Place, by Corey Ten Boom, who was a, lived in World War II. She and her family um, hit a lot of Jews and were eventually caught, and were all, the whole family was, was um, arrested and put into concentration camps. And her sister Betsy had this heart for the captors, for, for the soldiers, for the people that were tormenting them. Whenever Corey would say a statement about somebody that was being cruelly treated and how horrible that was and how sorrowful that was, Betsy would always say, I know, it is horrible. It is so pitiful. It, it, we have to pray for them. And Betsy would always be referring to the one who was doing the torturing. She saw this pitiful soul, someone so lost. And I, I just recall that in, in reading the message of what Our Lady expects of us in every kind of circumstance, that ultimately it's their soul. Who, who's in the worst position of losing their soul? The one being tortured or the one that's actually causing the harm to someone else? Well, you have to look at the temporariness of the situation. Your suffering, even if they kill you, is very temporary. This is eternal. Yaakov didn't say, no one has to go to hell. It's the ultimate waste. And I wouldn't want my worst enemy to go there. And that's all he'll ever speak about hell. He won't describe it. He won't tell you about it. He won't tell what it looked like. He can't even, he don't want to even bring the memory of the thoughts back into him. He blocks it out. He has to put a curtain over, over his heart over it. And so everything is about falling. 
couple of songs already, learning to fall. Everything's about learning how to fall. Jesus fell three times underneath the weight of the cross. Did he let it crush him? No. He got back up. The third time, God sent somebody even to help Christ, God the, God's son, to carry the cross. The church militant had to carry it for each other. Like the song said earlier, you have to lean on each other. Everybody, even the saints, have to lean on somebody. They want people around them. They have to have people around them. St. Jerome, writing, writing the, rewriting scriptures from, uh, from um, Greek to, what do you write it from? From Latin. Greek to Latin. Greek to Latin. Latin. You know, in Bethlehem at the manger, he had two women with him doing this. Nobody can do it alone. Jesus couldn't come out here and build a church alone and just say, put this thought in everybody's heart. He had to teach the apostles to go through what they went through, teach them that there's nothing greater than grace. And in that, he showed them all how to be lost over the edge. With sometimes no one was there to break their fall. You would think the apostles would have somebody. Who was it? James was thrown off the walls of Jerusalem. He was martyred. One of the Jameses, I think. All of them were killed except John. Nobody broke their fall or James's fall. Off the th- you would think this is God's chosen 12. You can't let something happen to them. And it did. So we got to realize there might not even be somebody that broke the fall. No one broke Jesus' fall, the first two falls. Even the third fall, no one broke it. He just didn't go any further. And it's a prophetic thing that he showed that the church depends on people. And we can't just depend on our shepherds to lead things right now. Yes, we respect our authority. We love our hierarchy. We love the church. But our lady is showing us not to judge anything going on right now. Because God's coming to correct everything. We don't have to worry about that. We just have to love. But you can rest assured that something's coming. How is that going to work? What do you say to someone Who feels like they've lost it all Over the edge With no one there to break their fall And what do you say to someone Who feels so unloved Giving themselves away a little bit every day Just to be good enough And what do you say to a hopeless soul Who can't remember their way home And everything is out of their control There is no valley There is no darkness There is no sorrow Greater than the grace of Jesus There is no moment There is no distance There is no heartbreak He can take you through So before you think that you're too lost to say Remember there is nothing greater than grace 
It's a wondrous thing that we can actually plan, promote, even advertise before it happens that Our Lady will be here July 1st or the 5th. Where in history have we been able to do that? In the point of man, God, Jesus would often send his apostles in advance to the next town to say he's coming. It's It's unorthodox to think today that we can put up a billboard that says apparitions of the Virgin Mary July 1st to the 5th. Some people may not like that. Some people might think it's corny. I don't care. Get them here however we have to get them here. A lot of people have come through that or through a bumper sticker. For what? That everybody can be here. That Our Lady can do what she did before here. To see our precious children, one apparition, either a couple of visits ago with Maria, Our Lady stood there in her stance with her arms extended, her feet firmly placed in the cloud, and twisted around backwards, and slowly prayed, scanning with the arms as she covered her precious children, all the way around, almost 360 the other way. An incredible scene to Maria. Something beautiful. Our Lady don't have to do that. Her prayers are permeating everywhere, but she wants to give physical signs of evidence that I'm covering you in prayer. I'm watching you. Maria's told us it's a beautiful thing when Our Lady looks at each face. She's seen her do that. How does she see that where she sees thousands of faces? Maria explains she sees it. We know the visionaries told us sometimes they feel like they're in an apparition for two hours. It may not be but four minutes for us, but they're out of time and space. So there's a miracle within a miracle. Often what we see, she doesn't. 
we see in real time, she experiences unreal time. Or no time at all, you might think. And so it's here that brother will meet brother. And you'll feel that way, even if you don't arrive here July 1st or 5th that way. You will when you leave. Some people don't even want to come here. They're coming here with family. And when they get ready to leave, they feel like they're leaving family. Everybody. All brothers. We've seen this in history. We've seen this war. Brother fighting against brother. That's what happened in the Civil War. But it's a lady who's calling her precious children together to pray over, over them to unite them. Our lady's coming for a profound reason. You need to do everything you can to get people here. Not to convince them to believe it. Tell them you're not trying to get them to believe that. Just come. Just come. Just build it. They will come. Our lady will take it from there. She don't need your help on anything other than to get people here. Brother, my brother, one blue and one gray, meet upon a quiet field, the morn of judgment day. Brother, my brother, God has heard your battle call. Now he'll watch his precious children Learn how to stand Learn how to fall And his eyes will look away For his heart will so be torn As his fields of gold turn scarlet From the rage of battle born And the silence of the night Will be broken with the cries Of the ones who've been forgotten On the quiet field Where honor lies As her children learned how to fall, 
The witnesses, the messages show us how to get back up too. How to stand. Come to the bedroom of apparitions and the field draped with gold. Her presence is such. She calls you. She needs you. She wants you. We have no better chance than to be in her presence, to be strengthened, renewed, to carry out the apostleship she calls us to do. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Good night. <laughs>